and welcome to Spouses of Light. I'm David. And I'm Lisa. And this is a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy game, starting with one, and talk about it. Together! We're currently playing Final Fantasy 3. So our first order of business, as always, is Final Fantasy News. Is there any Final Fantasy updates or news, Lisa? Yes. The news is that we are 150 days exactly out from Final Fantasy 16 as of the day of recording. Which is? January 23rd, 2023. Nice! So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you? Is the hype still real, or is it ebbed and flowed a little bit? Where are you at? I'm at like an 8.5. Nice. Mostly because I've got Fire Emblem Engaged to play now, mm-hmm. so that's filling the void a little bit. I didn't have a new game for a while to look forward to, so now I'm like, okay, I've got a new game. This will quench my thirst for a little while. Yeah, I've got quite the backlog. I don't think I'll be playing Final Fantasy 16 when it launches. Yeah, Christmas and your birthday were good to you for video games. Yeah. Well, but 150 days, that's a nice round number and exciting. It is a nice round number, and it is also exciting. (laughs) So, shall we dive into previously on Final Fantasy III? Let's do it. What happened last time? Overall, or just where do we leave off? I'm going to put 10 seconds on the clock. Give me a summary of Final Fantasy III up till now. Is this a a Kingdom Smarties thing? Because I was not prepared for this. No, this is a sailor business thing. Oh, so air quotes 10 seconds. Jordan put 10 seconds on the clock for Chris to tell us all about Sailor Moon. Okay. I'm giving you 10 seconds to tell us about all of Final Fantasy 3. We've only got one episode. I I really should only give you five, but... Okay. Here we go. 10 seconds on the clock. Ready, set, go. There's four kids, teens, youths of indeterminate gender, and they're all orphaned and being raised by a dude... Named Topapa. Yes. Who has Papa in the name, but they definitely don't call him dad. (laughs) And there was a prophecy and the crystals have, have fallen into the earth. And so we're back playing a crystal centric game and we got to restore the crystals again. Okay. I think. And so we have gone through a cave. Oh, there's jobs in this game. So you have to like pick your jobs and you can switch them around. We had to go to a castle. We had to go. There was a ghost town. And then we had to go and get rid of the curse by killing the djinn so that people would turn visible again. And that's how we got Sid to Lonus's airship so that he we could take him back home to his wife. Sounds good. And that's where we left off. All right. So now we are in the town of Kazus. Kazus. Kazuzis? Kazus. Kazoo! Kazus. Fine, Kazus. And we are going to go and talk to the good folks around here. Yes, because now they've appeared again. Indeed. The first one that I found was a red-robed, blonde-bearded wizard who said, Thanks to you, I feel fit as a fiddle. Noice. I went to the stores, so I went shopping. I didn't talk to people around town. Oh, you didn't talk to anybody at all? I did later. But no, actually, I didn't talk to the people. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So there's a girl with a purple skirt and matching hair who says that Kazus made its fortune off its mine. There's artisans from the town who make weapons and armor out of the mithril. The purple haired boy number one says Tuka is the finest blacksmith around. He lives by himself in this very house. The other purple haired boy says the only way through the Parmini Mountains is the Nelv Valley. But it's blocked by the boulder. The boulder! Indeed. 
There's a blonde person who says this is the entrance to the mithril mine. So that's the people around town. Then if you go to the inn, did you go to the inn? I did go to the inn. Fantastic. Who's in the inn? The only person I made a note of was on the second floor. There's a girl who says, my healthy glow is back and it's all thanks to you. And we go, huh? But I'm like, oh, that's the girl who was concerned about her complexion before. And yep. it made me chuckle. Uh, there's also a pink hair kid who said there's a hidden passage in the Mithril Mine that'll take you to its deepest tunnels. To find it, you go as far as you can. Then you take three steps from the left-hand side and look closely at the wall. Mmm, intriguing. So then I went to Taka's house. Wait, before that, I bought some potions. Did you notice that if you buy in bulk, you get a discount? I did not. How normal economy of them. I know. So... As I was scrolling through increasing the quantity of potions I wanted to buy, I noticed at one point that it wasn't a multiple of 50 and it was like, it was like 270 or something. And I was like, what? And so then I got, I bought 10 and it was 460. So the more you buy, the more discount you get. Excellent. So. Economies of scale, yo. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So then did you go to Taka's house? Yes. Okay. He's the blacksmith. Mm-hmm. I try to talk to him, but Sid takes over. So Sid comes up and goes, Been thinking about that boulder that's blocking the way to Canaan. I reckon my airship had a mithril prow could bust through. Say no more. I'll get one ready for you in a jiffy. And then he walks out and then walks back in. All done. No need to thank me. You saved the town after all. This is to show our appreciation. Now, take care out there. Let's give that bothersome boulder a good old-fashioned whooping! I didn't go straight to the boulder, though. No, of course not. I went to the mine to go check out that secret passage. Obviously. Okay. All right, so as we go through the mines, we fight some old familiar enemies, the Shadows, Mummy, and Cursed Copper from last time. But we also have a new one. We have the Larva. And the Larva is a blue swirling mass with a tail and an eyeball in the middle. Yep. So <laughs> on B1... This is the knob that I saw last time. It's the only thing that looks like it's a knob, the thing that you should click. So I click on it, and the door in the passage opens, which leads to B2. And there's two chests on B2 that both have mithril, mithril swords. swords. So then I leave, and I go check out the shops and buy stuff before leaving. Did you also go shopping? I went shopping earlier. So what'd you get when you went shopping? I got potions at the inn, and then... I didn't specify what I bought. I just wrote, I buy some arms, weapons, and spells now that the shops are back open to normal. Yep. So all the shops just sell full suites of mithril gear. Mm -hmm. So it's a mithril mine. Everything's mithril. I got two mithril rods, a mithril knife, two sets of mithril armor, two mithril helms, two mithril bracers, a mithril glove. And then I got some magic too. I got some fire and some sleep. Did you get any magic at the store? I did. And probably the same spells. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So then I left town. I left town as well. Got in the airship. What happens? It goes and rams the rock. Mm-hmm. And the rock explodes. <laughs> the rock does explode. That's true. And then Sid, Sid, and, uh, Sid and we, which is very unsettling to my English brain, but we pop out of the ship and the ship is now gone. Yeah. The airship disappeared and I go, no. Yep. What does Sid say? Nothing. No, he goes, phew, we might have overdone it. Y'all have nerves of steel. Okay. I didn't see that. Cool. <laughs> so then we walk down to Canaan. On the way, we run into the basilisk. Basilisk is a green lizard that's crawling toward you 
and it's got yellow stripes and a pink mohawk and these weird eyes that are on the side of its head. It looks like a really bad mascot with okay. like just weird eyes and then yellow fang teeth kind of things. And then we run into our old friend, the Berserker from last week as well. So then you head west and then southeast and you make it to Canaan. Woohoo! And what happens when you get to Canaan? As soon as we're inside, Sid pops out and then thanks us. Do you want to read what he says? Thanks for your help. If there's anything I could do for you, let me know. Come to think of it, if I could put together another airship, I bet you could put it through its paces. But we need to make a few design improvements and no one knows as much as King August. You should go see him. And then Sid leaves the party. Yep. And I am on a quest for a new airship. (laughs) He says that I can get a new airship. He says I can get an improved airship. That is all I care about in this game now. Give me airship. Where's this King Argus foo? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I walk around town. I'm talking to people. There's a guy that tells me that he's heard of a gnome village down south, which I got really excited about because that sounds adorable. It does. There's also someone who says that they heard long ago a traveling mage hid some herbs in town, but who knows where? There's a purple-haired lady who mentions a traveler named Desh who wandered in recently but didn't stick around, unsure where he's headed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's another person, There's a, it's a young wizard, who Good says point. if we use the mini spell, we can turn gnome-sized, but he sold his last one to some guy named Dench. There's also a dancing girl who comes in and goes, Oh-ho! I'm a dancer! Can't you tell? Want to see me dance? And then she does a dance. Yep, same one that the girl in the tavern did last time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she spins around and it's it's cute. So at the front of town, there's an inn, but there's also another house attached to the inn. So I go to that house first. And inside, you'll be happy to know that there's a fireplace and it goes ow, 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 if you touch it. Ow, 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 ow. (laughs) There's a girl with pink pigtails and a matching dress. And she goes, first that scoundrel Desh turns my Selena's head. Then he ups and leaves town. Said he had to find something in a hurry. My Selena was always such a sweet girl. Now the poor one cries herself to sleep at night. And there's a girl in bed who's Selena. And if you talk to her, she says, Oh, Desh, I'm so lonely here without you. Sob, you traveled south to Dragon's Peak where the dragons roost. I miss you so. So I'm guessing I'm going to have to go to Dragon's Roost. Yep. Where the dragons roost. Yep. To find this guy. Yep. The item shop sells some potions, antidotes, eye drops, echo herbs, and gold needles. Basic status. Repairing items. Mm-hmm. The inn now costs money. Mm-hmm. It's 40 gil a night. Yep. The last few towns let us bum for free. So, The weapon shop sells great bows and iron arrows, and I pick some up. Mm-hmm. There's also a magic shop where I buy thunder, poison, and blind. Nice. There is a river that you can walk through. Mm-hmm. Did you go down that path? I did. So you walk through it. And at some point, there's like a waterfall, which does damage to you to go down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, there's an elixir. Yep. Which you need, because when you go to Sid's house, what happens? So we go to Sid's house, and there's another fireplace. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, 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 ow. Ow. <laughs> and he goes, I'm glad you stopped by. You see, my wife fell ill while I was away. Come on, honey. You'll pull through. Oh, if only I had an elixir. And see, I didn't know that because I didn't talk to Sid. So. Whoops. Whoopsie. I walk up to Sid's wife and she goes, cough, cough. Is she a coughing? Wow. So I give her a potion and nothing happens. So then I look through my stuff and I'm like, well, I guess it'd be either an antidote or an elixir. And I just got the elixir. So I give her the elixir and... 
And she does a spin and then jumps out of bed. And she goes, heavens above, I'm cured. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And so Sid goes, I know, oh, you too. And then he jumps to the other side of the bed and he says that you should take what you want from the old hair ship hanger. In fact, just give this hair candle a jiggle. And so we then give it a jiggle. And the candle on the left. If you jiggle the candle on the right, it goes ow, ow, ow. Nice. So that takes us then to the old airship hangar, where you can get two potions, two gnomish breads, a great bow, an iron arrow, two gold needles, two phoenix downs, a high potion, and the blind spell. Yeah, there's just a ton of treasure chests down there because there were eight in one room, and then there's a secret passage to another room that had four more. Yeah, to be fair, if somebody saved your life, I would literally say, take anything you want to my house also. Oh, for sure. I'm just saying. It was, it was cool. There's a lot of treasure. And I, I want to comment on this had two of the things that has become very common in this game that we will continue to see throughout so far is that this game really likes its secret passages. Oh, yeah. It's very much like the Clue House. It wants to be a mystery house where you pull the thing and it opens the door and there's a secret passageway and yeah. Yep, baby, yep. Which I'm enjoying. I think it's kind of fun because it's different, but... Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So then I head south to Dragon's Peak and a... As you interact with the mountain, because it looks like there's a path there, so you interact with it so you can go on it, and then a giant dragon comes down from the sky to rest on the top of the peak. Yep, yep. Which you almost missed because you were writing a note and I told you to look up. Thank you for that. It was a very cool dragon. You're welcome. So going up Dragon's Peak, we encounter two enemies. We encounter the fireflies. And the fireflies... Do not actually look like fireflies. They look kind of like manta rays with their orangish brown with these tails. And they've got blue fins on top of their head and blue tongues sticking out. And we encounter the Helldiver. The Helldiver was very familiar from Final Fantasy 2. They're just big old birds. And these ones are green with blue wingtips and yellow beaks. There's a couple chests on the way up. They have two gold needles. And the arrow spell. The arrow spell is wind magic used by white mages, and it's effective against flying enemies. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I don't have a ton of MP, and so I can serve it because I have a feeling I'm going to have to fight that dragon at the top. Cool. There you go. <laughs> so you walk up, and the dragon grabs you, flies you up, and drops you in the middle of its nest. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of little dragon eggs, and there's a bunch of newly hatched dragon babies, and they're all like, meh. Well, when you talk to them, they actually say, quack, quack, quack. Yes. And they want to eat you. Yes, but they're very cute. They're so cute. I want one. Mm -hmm. But off to the side of the nest, there's a moving bush. And when you check it, someone pops out and says, whoa, how the heck did you guys get up here? Wait, don't tell me. You got captured by the dragon too, didn't you? Ha, losers. That's rich coming from the dragon's next meal. Touche. I guess you're right. Ha ha ha. My name's Desh. I'm Lisa. Gotta be up front with you all. I've got amnesia. Can't remember a thing except my own name. I know that I came up here for a reason. I just don't remember what it is. And then we all turn and look up. Uh Uh-oh. The dragon's back. Hide. A dragon attacks. We don't stand a chance against it. Run. Run for your lives. And so now we are in a fight against... Bahamut. Which we fought in Final Fantasy 1, and I don't think we faced in Final Fantasy 2, or did we? I don't remember. You tell us, listener. (laughs) It's a recurring fight in Final Fantasy games, 
Well, not always a fight. Sometimes you have it as a summon a su- or something. Yeah, sorry. He's a recurring character in yep. the Final Fantasy games. He In this game, he's a big silver dragon. He's got these like ice blue eyes and blue scales on his tummy and light blue wings. I like that you call the giants the giant underbelly of a giant dragon. It's Tommy. It's his Tommy. It's his Tommy. He just needs little tummy scratches. So in this fight, I listen to Desh and I say to flee, but Potato still gets knocked out. But we get away fine. I did not listen to Desh. I thought that meant that we'd be running before the battle started. And so once the battle started, I tried to fight him. And? Got wiped real bad. Yeah, that sounds right. So tried again. And then I was like, oh, flee is an action in battle. And so we fl- we tried to flee. Um, someone got knocked out. Prompto got knocked out, but we, we were able to escape. Excellent. And then Desh says to us, Phew, that was close. Come on, let's get out of here. Agreed. Here, you can have this spell, Mini. I don't think I've got the magic know-how to use it anyway. In exchange, mind if I tag along on your journey? Sure, if that's what you want to do. Good, glad to know you all. Desh joins party. Let's get going. And then we say, we could jump down. Geronimo! And then we land next to a whole different mountain range to the south. Yep. So I don't know where this nest was, but... (laughs) And then we go into a forest, and in the middle, there is the healing copse. There are three pools. One will revive KO'd allies, one will restore HP and MP, and one will cure status effects. And in the middle, there's a gnome who says to us... I'm a gnome from the Tessus Forest to the south, here to draw water from the magic wellspring. You're welcome to pay us a visit, but you'll need to cast mini on yourselves first. We can't have you big folks smashing up the place. Yep, so... I immediately cast mini on us because I don't have tons of MP and I have to do it twice and then refill my MP and then do it twice again. And I remember that if you hit left, you can cast a spell on your whole party. So I cast one spell on all of us and make us mini. That's really good to know for next time. Yeah. (laughs) So then we head south and head up Tozis. Yeah. And the grass here is giant because we are so small. It's very Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's very Jack and the Beanstalk. It's just these giant green spirally things that's very fun. Yes, and there's flowers all over town. And they look very much like the Jacob's Ladders flowers that you get in Animal Crossing when you get a perfect town. I don't understand that reference. Well, it just means that this town is perfect, obviously. Obviously. We're tiny and cute. I just want to throw that out there. We are very tiny and cute. I run around and I talk to some gnomes and there's one that says the living wood is out there in the world. The fairies are the cutest things. I wrote moogles. I don't know if they're moogles or just cute fairies, Koopo. I don't know, but I like moogles and I'm very excited. I hope we get moogles in this game. Koopo. Koopo, Koopo. Koopo. What did another gnome say? We're all gnomes here. Can't find a friendlier bunch. No siree. There's a grumpy gills who says there's not a familiar face among the lot of you. Yeah, I thought we were going to have to fight him or something. The scared of strangers-ness. I was like, oh no. (laughs) And then there's a couple gnomes that talk about the local doctor. One says something's the matter with Dr. Shelko. He says his tummy hurts. He's our only doctor, but he can't treat himself in that condition. And the other one says Dr. Shelko knows all about the tunnel in Moralka Basin. There's another one that tells us that there is a tunnel that runs through the Moranos Range. And you can use it to get to the Moralka Basin, home of... The Vikings. Ooh, Vikings. Yep. 
So I go to the magic shop, and they're only selling what I've already got. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do head over to the inn and buy an antidote so that I can take it to Dr. Shelka. And the inn costs 80 gil, if you want to stay there. Just yep. FYI. So then when I head up to Dr. Shelko and give him the antidote, he says... That he had food poisoning, but we saved his life. And so in return, he tells us about the shortcut to the basin, and we just go down the stairs to the secret t- tunnel. Well, he says, yeah, just take the stairs over here. They're, they lead straight to the secret tunnel, and a space in the wall opens up, because there's a secret passage. Of course there is. But first, on his bookshelf, you can get Cura, the fire rod, and the vest. I think I missed those. I'm going to have to go back. There's also a lampstand in there. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, ow, ow. And then I don't go straight into the tunnel. I go walk around because there's I hadn't gone shopping yet, so that's when I go shopping. There's a place that sells gnomish bread that you'd, you'd mentioned. We got some on the mountain earlier, but I didn't know what it did. There's gnomes inside, and they're like, this is the coolest thing ever. It does the same thing as sight. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. But basically, it means that it would pull up a really detailed map, but we have that already because hashtag pixel remaster. Mm-hmm. So, But it also gives you the ability to know if you missed any chests or anything you said, right? Yes. In the, in the lower left corner of every town that you can highlight, it tells you how many chests you've already found and how many there are. And same with items because each town has just items strewn about. There you go. So then I head into the tunnel mm-hmm. and there's some chests with a mithril rod and some bracers. Mm-hmm. In the... Second floor of the tunnel, there are some enemies that you're going to face with all of your magics. They are leprechauns. They look like chibi figures where the head is one third of the body. They are gray. They've got spears and orange overalls, which is kind of funny, and little yellow horns. And then we face some dark faces. Which are what it sounds like. They are just faces that are detached from bodies, and they are gray and ugly and mean. And then on the first floor... You just fight some more, and it leads you outside to a forest. Uh-huh. We step into the overworld. And there's new music. What does it sound like? Just adventuring music. I don't know. Cool. <laughs> so then I walk north a little bit, and I enter into the Viking's Cove. Yes, and then I'm still mini because, like I said earlier, I didn't have enough MP to make myself big again, but I think you made yourself big again. Yeah, so one thing that I've done... Every time we we cast mini, I also change all of my jobs to magic casting jobs right before I do so that I have some MP and I go do stuff. And then I cast it as soon as I can. I cast it again and change my jobs back. So I've got a balance between magic and physical attackers. Nice. So enter into the Vikings Cove. And there's cobblestone floors, there's rock walls, and it's misty. It's very Pirates of the Caribbean kind of thing. Funny that you should say Pirates of the Caribbean, because when you walk in, there's not some stereotypical looking Vikings. Yeah, there's no blonde guys with beards and and those two-horned helmet things. Rather, there's a bunch of identical looking pirates with purple bandanas and eye patches. Yep, the same exact sprite the pirates have in previous games. And when you talk to one of them, they go, we're Vikings. Don't get it twisted. Pillagers of the open seas. Or, well, we used to be a wily old sea dragon showed up after the earthquake and wrecked all our ships. All but one. The Enterprise was spared. But we can't set sail with that monster still out there. Mm-hmm. Another one says, the boss ain't got a clue how to handle the sea dragon. How's a Viking supposed to fight a monster like that? There's one just laying in bed and they go, just resting the eyes. Yeah, which I'm like, the bed just in the open common area? That's cool. 
Uh, another says, that building on the Cape is Nepto Temple. Pops ought to know more about it. Ask him. There's another that says, the grog is the only thing holding me together. A Viking ain't a Viking unless he's sailing the ocean waves. Yep. And then there's two torches. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, ow, ow. And there's a hidden passage to a chest for 300 gil. Nice. I rest at the inn. 40 gil. There's a lamp. Ow, ow, ow. So then head upstairs <laughs> to floor one. And on the first floor... There's three chests with Blizzara, Fyra, and Thundara. Then there's two pirates. One says, I ain't boarding the Enterprise, even if it was seaworthy. The serpent will just come after me. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the left, there's a hidden passage that leads to another pirate. And he says, I wasn't hiding. No, I was just waiting for Pops. That's all. And then that takes a stairway downstairs where you find Pops. Yes, there's two more chests for 300 gills each. And then there's a middle-aged wizard, and he says, Sure as you're born, I'm the oldest Viking here. I know more than most about the Nepto dragon. That vicious beast is meant to sleep in its temple for eternity. But ever since the great earthquake, something's roused the dragon from its slumber. Now it ravages any ship that sails the sea. So then you head back upstairs, because well, that's all you get. Real quick, there's there's a pool next to him that'll revive KO'd allies. Oh, uh, see, and I didn't invite KO'd. So. I didn't either. I just walked over to it and interacted with it, and it said, Aren't you good? KO'd allies revived. And I'm like, cool, that's good to know. So when you head upstairs, there's a Captain Crunch sitting around. Mm-hmm. And he says that he will give us anything if we take care of the monster, even the Enterprise herself. Nice. So I'm going to get a ship. Mm-hmm. There are two girls. One of them says, hey, that, that's the boss over there, but he's become a layabout. And then the other one says that we shouldn't sail because everyone who sails gets attacked. So at this point, the game is really pushing you hard not to fight the dragon. Look, there's a temple up north. Go to the temple. Don't fight the dragon. You got to find a way to deal with the dragon, but you're not ready to fight it. But I'm dumb. And Me all, too. And all I heard was, you have a ship, and you'll get the ship to keep if you beat the dragon. So I don't take the hint to walk north and go to the temple and seal the dragon. I go to the ship, set sail, and the dragon shows up. Yeah, I immediately forget about the temple. When I get outside and I see the ship, I go, cool, and I board the ship. Did you notice anything else when you step outside? Yes, there's new overworld music, and it's just happy adventuring music. Nice, and when you step on the ship... There's more new music. And this is a, like a, I wrote very jaunty, adventurous music when on the ship. And there's water sounds. Ooh. There's like whoosh, whoosh, whooshing water sounds. So you, you sound like you're sailing. I thought that was a cool detail. That's very fun. So we try to sail through a narrow passage and the Nepto Dragon pops out. And I get wrecked. Real bad. What does the Nepto Dragon look like? First off, sorry. No, it's all good. The Nepto Dragon is a blue serpent dragon kind of thing so not it's it's more like a wyvern without the big wings it's a sea dragon yeah sea serpent he's got teal fins on his back and scales on his tummy and he's got really gnarly yellow teeth and yellow eyes and after i got wiped out i wrote that he has a really stupid face i thought that he looked like a twisted version of a gyarados i could see that yeah so i get wrecked and then i go oh yeah i'm supposed to walk north so I walk north and I head to the temple. I didn't remember that. So after I get wiped out, I check a guide because I'm like, 
is this a battle I'm supposed to win? Or is it like the, the dragon earlier where we're supposed to flee? And it says that, you know, you're supposed to the Nepto temple, but if you're going for hundred percent completion, you need to encounter the dragon to get it for your bestiary. There you go. So I go encounter it for my bestiary and then I run away and then I go to the temple. Nice. On the way to the temple, we meet an old enemy, the killer bee, and a new enemy, the bugbear. Yeah, the bugbear is a bear on his hind legs, and he's a bright orangish brown with green claws and green teeth, but no bug parts. So I don't know why he's a bugbear. But so we enter the temple, and one of the dragon's eyes is missing from its this big dragon face statue. Mm-hmm. The left eye's there, but the right eye's gone. So I cast many on my party. I enter the hole. And now we are in Nepto Temple B1. Yep. And there's a paneled walkway and there's water on either side of it. So you just have to go the path of the walkway. And there's lots of stone columns everywhere. The enemies that we face are the Lilliputian. The Lilliputian is a red, orange, brown rodent with like gray horns and little claws. We fight were-rats. Were-rats look like rats. They're gray They've got red dots on their back, red eyes, and then red claws. They're very evil looking, but they're just basic rats. Petites. Petites are, they're actually kind of cute if their faces were less angry. They've got almost cat-like bodies with these longish pointy ears. They've got what looks like a little blue beaded necklace. But then they've got this tail that's like the tail of a red panda where it's uh, orange and blue striped. We've got poison bats. Poison bats are just bats. They're blue. They've got pink wings. They're bats. And we've got bloodworms. I did not like the bloodworms. Who would like the bloodworms? They are gross. So gross. The blood. So gross. The bloodworms are a, a reddish brown. They look like the color of blood. And they've got fleshy bits coming off of them. And they've got a mouth with blue teeth in the circle thing that some monsters are. And they're just gross. Yep. Do not like do not like indeed. Unsubscribe. <laughs> so we fight our way through the first floor. We get to the second floor and there's a serpent sword, a shell helm, and a shell armor on this floor. Mm -hmm. We fight our way to the third floor and it dead ends into seeing a bouncy demon rat sitting on a dais. And that is going to be our boss fight, which is the giant rat. And he goes, no, no gem for you. I'll nibble anyone who tries to take it. Squeak. And what does this boss look like? It looks like the other rats, except it's blue instead of gray. Nice. So we fight it, we beat it up with all the magics, and we get the red Nepto eye. Mm-hmm. And it's just a red orb. Now to return the Nepto dragon's eye to its rightful place. And the screen flashes rapidly a few times, and then the Nepto dragon talks to us. It is I, Nepto, the sea dragon. I thank you for returning my eye. It is no ordinary gem. It is the vessel of my very soul. Without it, my physical manifestation cannot be controlled. By way of thanks, I bequeath to you the fang of water. Use its power to destroy the obstacles that may block your path. Water has lost that which once shimmered within. That which caused the great earthquake also trapped the light of the elements deep within the earth. I beseech you, please restore our light. 
the Nepto Dragon resumed its slumber. Oh, mine didn't snore. Did yours snore? No, I just added that in. Oh, cute. <laughs> so yeah, then I go back to the boss. And he says, color me impressed. So brave. So strong. You lot are bonafide heroes. A Viking's word is his bond. The enterprise is yours. And see, I just ran back in, slept, changed my jobs, and then ran back to the ship and went sailing. I didn't talk to the boss. Oh, I didn't know if I would need to, like, get the, you know, get permission or something. So, yeah, I went back to talk to the boss. The two girls there go, oh, my word, you really are the bee's knees, which (laughs) made me chuckle. Nice. So, I take the Enterprise west and south to a nearby town. On the way, we fight killer fish. Which are old friends from the last game, but they look different now. They're fish- but they've got like bellies kind of, and they're green. <laughs> and we, They're just weird looking. And we fight Tangi. And Tangi are hippocampi. They're the half horse, half fish kind of thing, like horse mermaids. And they're blue with red manes and green details. So go into the town Tokel. Mm-hmm. And it's a devastated wrecked town of wizards. Yeah, the buildings are in shambles, there's cracks, and they're cracked, and there's chunks missing. And when you first walk in, there's two old wizards who are facing each other. Please, spare me! Nothing here of value, I swear! And then he runs away. That's what they both say. And then they bound off the screen. Yeah, they split. I'm like, what the heck? What is, what's going on here? <laughs> so you walk up to a purple-robed, white-bearded wizard, and it says, One of the soldiers dropped a banner after they attacked our village. It bears... The crest of Argus. And we go, King Argus? That can't be right. And I go, King Argus? He's supposed to give me an airship. (laughs) Then there's a blue-robed, brown-bearded wizard who says, There's a monstrous evil roaming the western desert. A huge tree that moves on its own. I went, don't int shame. Don't call (laughs) it a monstrous evil. That's just rude. There's a blonde wizard with magenta robes, and he says, Beyond the desert, far, far to the west, is a village full of eccentric people who claim to be descended from the ancients. Whatever that means. And then in a house, I talk to a teal-headed kid who runs into the fireplace. Did you then have to go ow, ow, ow? Because I was able to walk through the fireplace. So maybe I'm magic and you're not. I don't know. Well, this fireplace didn't have a fire in it. Oh, okay. But they did have two torches that ow, ow, ow. Nice. (laughs) So I follow the kid, and there's a woman who jumps in front. She goes, please, spare the child. And we look around kind of like, who are you talking to? Like, you know. We're not going to kill a child. We're wondering why it ran in a fireplace. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you're not with the soldiers? My apologies. I assumed those brutes were back to finish what they started. The They took my husband captive and headed west into the desert. They have the crest of King Argus. I pray that my husband is unharmed. Please let him still be alive. And so that's where we now know where we're going. We're going to hit. We're going to end up heading west. We're going to go into the desert. We're going to face the giant tree monster and try to see what's going on with King Argus. Yep. There's another building, though. Did you go to the other building? I guess not. No. What <laughs> happens? So there's a building in the north of town, and there's a blue-haired woman inside. And they said the mayor lives here. Talk to him about about our plight. And there's an old woman, and she says, there's a secret passage in the fireplace to some storage and goods. Take what you need to protect our town. There's a wall sconce, ow, ow, ow. And there's a young wizard who's the mayor. He says, we've been beset by soldiers coming from the western desert since the quake. They seize our food supplies and capture our able-bodied citizens. The town is on its knees, and there's nothing we can do to stop them. 
And then in the secret passage, there are two chests. One has Phoenix down and the other one has Kempo Gi. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then around town, the items that I found were Sansetsukon, Ice Staff, High Potion, Lamia Scale, and Bacchus's Cider. Very cool. And then, yes, that's going to be our next episode is we're going to go into the desert and fight the thing. Did you see it before you entered town? Yes, I did. Yeah, so there's a desert to the, the west of town, and it's it looks like a giant hairball. Yep. Kind of just roaming around, and so that's that's where we're heading. That's where we're heading. So first, let's do our check-in. At this point, Lisa is level 11, and she is a white mage who's level 12. I am level 11, and I'm a red mage who's level 13. Potato lost some experience when he got knocked out by Bahamut, so he's only level 10, and he's an onion knight who's level 10. And Aloy is level 11, and she's a monk who's also level 11. How about you? My guys are a little bit higher level than you. Noctis is level 15, and he's a red mage that's level 18. Ignis is level 15, and he's an onion knight who's level 9. Gladio is level 15, and he's a warrior who's level 19. Prompto is level 15, and he's a monk at level 9. Nice. And what's the fire count at for the episode? Nine. Nine. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, ow, ow. 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 <laughs> Very cool. So how you feeling? You were two episodes in. We've gone around the world a bit. What do you think about Final Fantasy 3? I'm enjoying it a lot. I feel like I don't quite have a handle yet on the job system of... Other than obvious times where, hey, you can only use magic, so you should be magic users right now. I don't know what jobs I should be leveling up or anything, so I'm just kind of going with what works. I also feel like while we know what the overall plot is, I feel like we're not really doing anything towards it. I feel like we're doing side quests Mm -hmm. just right off the bat in this game, and so I don't know when the real game's going to start. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it feels very much like Final Fantasy 1 where you just have to go from thing to thing to thing and trust that this is the path you have to follow because it's going to get you there eventually. But yeah, you got to go awaken the prince to get the eye, to do the thing, to do the thing, to do the thing, to maybe one day get to a crystal. Yeah. It's very much Final Fantasy 3's feel also. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be enjoying this a lot more if I wasn't coming off of 2. I think if I was coming off of 1, this would feel great. Mm-hmm. because it feels very much like it's trying to be one. But with improvements. But with improvements. It's a nice iteration on one, but it's a big step down from two. In At is how I'm feeling wise. so far. Yeah. Mechanic-wise, it's better, but story-wise, it is a downgrade, I think. so. Yeah. And motivation-wise, why am I doing the thing I'm doing? I guess that's story. You're right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Any additional thoughts you have? I do enjoy the casting spells on yourself to interact with the world. So the Mm. mini as a function that you need to enter a town or to go through an eye. I think that's a lot of fun. That sparked something in my mind that I like the fact that we we use elixirs on other people. So in, in games, you know, the shops always sell potions and elixirs, but you never see anybody else using them. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah, these are just everyday items. Yep. They're, people are taking Tylenol and whatnot. <laughs> or needing an antidote when they poison themselves. Yep. Yeah, it was good. Overall, I'd say it's fine. Like I said, it's a good step up from one, but a big step down from two. So while I'm enjoying it, I'm also a little disappointed. It's also a little hard playing it alongside Bravely Default 2 mm. because the best part about this game so far has been the job system. 
And Bravely Default 2 has the benefit of being, you know... 30 years later? 30 years later, <laughs> iterating exactly on the same formula, just doing jobs so much better, so it's so much more engaging. Mm-hmm. Playing Bravely Default 2 is playing this game 30 years later, which it's doing the same thing. I'm going to do crystals, I'm doing jobs, so it's just a, yep, this is the origin, and I just got to give it the grace of, it's the origin. Yeah. I will say, I will give it a... a- a plus, I guess, in the column that the player character, while it is stupid that there's four of them and they are indistinguishable from each other, they do have a very distinct voice and they do sound like young people, you know? Yes. The the whole, that's rich coming from the dragon's next meal, you know? They're very sassy and stuff, which gives them a personality versus our last couple protagonists have just been, I am noble hero, you know, and kind of a... What's the phrase? Like a wet bean? <laughs> Other than that. So it's nice to have a little bit of a a little bit of a personality, I guess. And you know, for me, with you being up front, sass makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anything else we want to talk about? I don't think so. Great. Well, if you would like to get a hold of us, we would love to hear from you. Tell us what you're thinking so far. Tell us about your Final Fantasy journey. Maybe you're playing along with us and you want to comment. We would love to hear from you. Please give us a rating and a review on your podcaster of choice. It really helps. It helps people find the show, which would be great. The way you get a hold of us, by the way, is we are spousesoflight at gmail.com or on Twitter at spousesoflight. I'm David. And I'm Lisa. And thanks for joining us on our quest to seal the darkness. This fantasy is anything but final. <laughs>